When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 186. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Kaplan. You can finally feel that energy. You can find mm, me. I'm, I'm drinking my iced coffee. I'll, I'll bring it. I'll bring it for the second half of the episode. Bring it up a notch. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Instagram. Also, this pod's on Instagram. Where are we, Cap? We are at Lost in America Pod. Lost in correct? America Pod. That's correct. On the podcast today, we have the great Jeremy Carrickin, the playwright Jeremy Carrickin, the thespian, the, the, the one and only, the one and only, the man about town, the shake. What do they call those people? Renaissance man, Jeremy. The Carrickin. Shakespeare of our times is the what they really call Jeremy Carrickin. Shakespeare of our time. He uh, is. Uh, he wrote the Broadway play Lifespan of a Fact that Kaplan and I both went to see. I went on a date with my wife when, to see that. Play. Right, and now aren't you so grateful that we went to see, like any plays I've seen, anything that. I am so grateful I did it because who knows if that'll ever exist again. Broadway may never come back. So Broadway may never come back. Hopefully, sure hopefully he, it will for, to Jeremy, for Jeremy does, say, but it might be a while. The main reason why we're having him on today, forget all the Broadway stuff. As Kaplan said, that may never come back. Who knows? The main yeah. reason we're having him on is because he got coronavirus in January. Right? He got it before it was cool. Before America knew anyone had gotten it. He got it when when we literally thought it was a Chinese virus. Forget, you know, we didn't think we even had it here. Yeah, he had it in in New York City, I believe. Um, He might have been gallivanting across the globe at that point. I'm not 100% sure. But we went to, we saw him in March. We're going to talk to him about that. And, but he also, you know, with that point in mid-March, when everybody, when they, when we found out about that, it was, whoa, it's in America. We thought this was only in China, right? Oh, it's in America. And then everybody went, you know what? I think I had it. Remember that whole way? Everybody did that to the point of like over overkill. Like overkill. anybody who had a cold for the past three months or had an upset stomach or a cough said they had it. But here's the thing. But Jeremy actually did have it. He did. He took the test. Yeah. He took this. He had it. Now he has the antibodies and he's been giving out antibodies to people like it's uh, Skittles <laughs> at the playground. I think that maybe is it donating for the plasma? Is that what we'll find out exactly? I don't think he can give away antibodies where like he didn't make his own vaccine. That's not. But no, 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 no. Yeah, he's not just hooking people up <laughs> to his veins. Hey, you got the virus? Come hook up to my veins. He's not doing yeah. that. He's going down to a food bank or a virus bank or whatever those are. <laughs> and I he's, hope he's going to the right one. <laughs> he's donating for I don't know if for money. Maybe, maybe he. I think it's for charity. He's a charitable man. Well, he's out of work as we all are, so I wouldn't put it past. Well, just let's we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find <laughs> out if he's making money off this. But uh, either way, he's doing the right thing. And I want to find out more what it's like. We're still going to see what it's like to have what it's like to have Corona. What it's like to have Corona in January when no one even. I bet you could have gone to the hospital and said I have coronavirus, and you know what they would have said at Cedar Sinai Cap. Get out of here. Yeah, that, you're a crazy person. You're a nut. Were you in China? And he would have said no, I wasn't in China. And they'd say get. crazy yeah it's flu season we got flu flu season buddy you have the flu you didn't get your flu shot next year you'll learn let next year you'll learn that's it so cap let's get on to you though because we got some stuff to do you are going to be famous tomorrow i am going to be famous uh tell the people why why. yeah that's why i'm a little worn out now because i've been on the phone with the uh being interviewed a full day interview it's a very important story coming out about me tomorrow feature in the uh the, the New York Post, which I believe we all agree is the best newspaper, the newspaper of record, correct? That it is now, yeah. Um, I wouldn't have said that before forty five minutes ago. Well, we're it, it's like number one or number two on, the, on what we use for the news for this podcast. So I think it makes it the newspaper of record. Along that's with very the true. Mail. And Ye has been in it. My wife's been in it. And- yeah, and now uh, and there is a Michael Kaplan who writes for them, but this time they decided that they needed. Uh, they're doing a story about the fireworks situation. Now explain that. Cause I don't know if everyone knows what that is. I've just seen that it's these fireworks are getting shot off, right? All, all times of night. What's going on? 
So yeah, it's you know it's a, we're like in a war zone here. I don't know if you're you've been in New, you're, you've been away from you're not serving our country. You're not in New York. You don't know what's going on. But <laughs> serving our country. Yeah, the people who didn't run. I'm one of the people who didn't run. I stayed put through the entire quarantine. I I, I I'm on the other side. I should be basking in. This should be the twilight years. I should be celebrating while the rest of the country's all getting sick and dying. In New York, we're the ones who have had the last laugh. We have our summers. You know, we have a low, we have a very low rate. Our we, governor canceled his daily show because we don't need him anymore. He's We've beaten the it. virus. He's beaten the virus. Mission accomplished. So we should be feeling, uh, I should be enjoying. This should be the twilight. Uh, and and uh, everybody should be, but you know what the problem is? These fireworks are going off all hours of the night. And it's like, it's, it's keeping us up, especially those of us who are, I mean, I'm sure if you're a light sleeper, it's keeping you up. I'm not a light sleeper, but you know what I, you know who is? Pancakes Kaplan. My dog is 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 uh, terrorized every time she hears one firework, and it's been constant every single night for weeks now. Now, when is fireworks. this? Is this now? When you say fireworks, um, you don't mean like firecrackers. You mean like a Fourth of July going ten stories in the air, exploding in the sky? Correct. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, some people were like, "Don't complain. It's just kids being kids." It's like I was a kid. Yeah, I we could get firecrackers and set them off when we shouldn't have. We didn't have fireworks that are going off. They're as good as I would say, like a small town's Fourth of July fireworks show. That's what they're we're getting. Like an Allentown Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Allentown's is not bad, but yeah, it's they're Allentown's in Pennsylvania, so they're pretty good because that's where they're, I didn't mean know. to insult but, you. I'm sorry. Yeah, they only insult our Fourth of July, but yeah, they're they're pretty solid fireworks shows. Like you wouldn't come away disappointed. And I would say if it was once a month, and we're celebrating something. Uh, it's a holiday, a sporting event, something. We want a war. I'm all for it. But it's every single night. It's like you've lost. I, I can, the, When 4th of July actually comes, I, I've never – like who, who cares? We shouldn't even – we should skip it. So it's every single night. It's at all hours of the night. Last night, I was in this position where I was up – we were up till 5 in the morning because they start – they literally started at 1 in the morning. They stopped at 2.30. I found out later because a police car drove by and the kids moved to a different spot. And then they resumed from like 3 till 4.45 right outside our window. I was Not only were they outside our window, they were where my car's parked. So I was doubly concerned because I'm, I'm watching outside to see if my car is going to get damaged while my dog is having like literally like she's having tremors. She's having crazy anxiety. She's shaking. She can't, you know, she's like, what a phenomenon, Kaplan. And now is this happening because kids are these like these college kids or whatever they are, they don't have to get up and go to work in the morning because nobody has to work in the morning. And so uh, this is just what they do. They get up at one in the morning and just ruin the neighborhood from, you know, the journalist and the New York Post person was asking me, I hope wait, we skip this part. Let's just say that you've been complaining. You've been complaining to me for weeks on end about this to produce to anybody who listens. Right. And they're so loud that the New York Post heard you complaining. Right. Well, we've talked about it on the podcast. That's what I was going to get to. Uh, and we get to, we talked on the podcast, this podcast gets shared. People talk in the Patreon shows get shared. Somehow they got to the New York post. They, they contacted me. They said, we hear you've been rabble rousing. We hear you're, we've got some opinions on the subjects. Would you like to talk? I said, let's go turn the tapes, turn the tape on. Let's. And so they came over to your house. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we did it by phone because of coronavirus, you know, but, uh, they, you know, she asked me about why they're doing it and I don't know, you know, you're, you're, I'm, what are you the expert? I'm no expert on the causes of terrorism. I'm just saying it's terrorism. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, they don't, I don't know. People are bored. There's no thing to do. There's no, I mean, if playgrounds opened up great, but you know what? Older kids don't play in the playground. They won't want to play some basketball. There's no hoops. They might want to have a summer job. There's no jobs. Like there's problems. Cap, do you realize that this article is going to come out tomorrow? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, are now, yeah. you did not the call face. the cops on any of these people. Did you? Well, I'm glad you asked that because I, 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 I said this earlier on, on an earlier podcast. I didn't want to, I was turning into a Karen, right? Exactly. And, That's what and I was so I, I didn't call the cops, but then what ended up happening is the police have just done nothing. Like it literally, it's been going on for weeks and the police don't do anything about it. It's so obvious where they are. You can look at the window. I could see exactly where they are. So, um, people start doing three, one, one. And then people at 311, there's a thing on the 311 website on where it says fireworks complaints. It literally says, please call 911 as well because they need to document it. Otherwise, they're never – basically, they're saying they're never going to do anything about it. So uh, last night, 
at 4.30 in the morning when um, we were still up and there was no end in sight. Like, as I said, I told the reporter this. I said, if you know what time it's going to end, it's okay. Like a regular fireworks show, you know when it's ending. Your dog, you could, you have no idea. It's going to go on forever and it just keeps going. So at 4.30 in the morning, uh, I said, all right, time's to call. So I call 911 and it's the weirdest thing because you, you're calling for show. You know, like I don't, I, I know the police aren't going to come because of my call. It's not like a yeah. robbery in progress. And so when she's asking me like, that she's asking me the the how many people are doing it. She's asking me for ages, for races, all sorts of descriptions. And I'm like, I'm just going through, through the motions because I know there's no point. I just need to get on record that this is the location. So I was like, I can't see that well. I see outside the window. I see a bunch of people. I don't know. What's but, um, the, well, what's the salute? Well, can I ask another question? I got more questions yeah. here. How do these kids, this stinks of a conspiracy to me. I'm not, I don't think I'm buying this, that these are high school kids. Cause how are these high school kids getting their hands on fireworks that shoot 10 feet, 10 stories in the air? Aren't those reserved for firemen? And listen, I'm support, you know, I'm, I am, I'm a first responder guy. You know me. Oh, you're yeah. You're big. big you've I, done a lot of fundraisers for the first I responders. support the firemen, you know, uh, but is, could this be uh, one or well, two bad apples in the fire department well, who are gotten. No, well, all right. There's been a crazy conspiracy going around of that. This is the police are doing this coordinated. Okay, they're giving them yeah. the kids because they want, they want to people to be mad that there's no police presence. And the only oh, part of the conspiracy, it's not adds it's up. Totally, it's no, it doesn't add up. It's yeah, totally crazy. It's all over the country. It's all over the city, but uh, it Wait, it's all over the country. In, yeah. It's only, it's only adds up in the sense that I will believe that the police aren't enforcing things a little bit because they want people to be like, Oh, you need the police now. I can believe that, but I don't believe they're giving them out. I believe, first of all, it's not just ki- when you say kids, that's like a term of whatever people, people say kids cause they don't want to take it seriously. It could be clearly it could be people in their twenties. Kaplan, uh, come on. You know, boys will be boys. That's my right. Stance. So it could be 25 year olds. It could be, uh, boys and, my, and, will be boys. and they're running, a, you know, in Pennsylvania where I'm from fireworks are legal. It's very, it's been known for years that kids from New York, people from New York come over. There's always been uh, a cop. If you, every time I drive home on route 78, uh, near 4th of July, especially when you're that time here, you always see cops hidden out on the highway right in the border of New Jersey. And they're not there to, that's not a speed trap. They're there to pull people over randomly and see if they have fireworks because it's like they, they're, they're on. They all right. Run. All right. All right. Enough so, of this cap. No, no. So what I'm saying is they're bringing them in from Pennsylvania that I know, but the point is they're they're They must be like, um, it's like there must be an op. It must be very organized because there's just so many. And of it's like course, it's an endless it's or- supply. Organized so, is what I'm saying, Cap. But it's not organized by a conspiracy theory. I'm saying it's organized by people who are making money. They're selling them to kids and stuff. They're not the kids themselves aren't getting them. They're someone's selling them in New Wait, York. So, so you're telling you're telling me that out of nowhere, some entrepreneurs just appeared out of the clear, clear blue sky. They've always three been weeks there. Ago. They're just there's a higher demand than usual. Because- Kaplan, let me read you some stats. Yeah. Last night, Oakland, California, nonstop, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., fireworks going off. I'm watching video right now on uh, Twitter of this. Oakland, California, is that? Are they getting them from Pennsylvania? No, they're getting them. I, I don't know what the laws are okay. in all the states of the New country. York I'm City, in New Boston, York. I'm always speaking in New York. Chicago, Los Angeles, California. Kaplan, you don't. You think this is just out of the blue? This came out of nowhere. Come on. No, I is, think it's uh, – I think people – it's a thing to do that it's like, oh, it's something to do. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not, a, it's a you're a conspiracy person. What do you, you think that all across the country, there's some grand conspiracy where people are able to, uh, that's like fringe. It makes more it. sense than teenagers got their hands on. Uh, t- it's uh, not just teenagers. I'm telling you, a lot of these people have cars and stuff. They're not, they're in their, t- they're, I had a car when I was a teenager. First of all, every summer there's fireworks going off and it's crazy. And, but I want to, you know, I want to prove my theory. I want to make money off this or stop the problem. So I want, but Dr. Bob Kaplan is an upstanding, uh, he's, he's got a business in Easton PA, which is right across the border, which is where these fireworks shops, some of them are. He's a, you know, he's an upstanding citizen there. They know him well. They know he's not a criminal. He's got a, he's from Easton. He's born and bred there. I want to get him son. to go. I favorite son. I want want him to get in there to go in there. Maybe we can raise some money just to just buy them all, buy up the entire store. All right. And we can do one or two things with this. We could either destroy the merchandise, throw it in the Delaware river. So no one can keep me up at night like the or Boston maybe, or, tea party or, or do we sh- Yeah. Or do we do that? Or do I go up to the, one of the parks where they're shooting them off and just wait for the kids to come or whoever it is to come and say, Hey, I got some merchandise guys and try to make some money out of the suffering. What do you think I should do? 
Well, I don't care either way. What I'm excited about <laughs> is that tomorrow you're going to be this uh, snitch white guy in the New York Post complaining about how your doggy gets upset by the file walks and everybody <laughs> in the city's going to hate you. I mean, and I'm our pod's going to take off with hate. I'm fine. I made sure to, yeah, to focus a little. I made sure to plug the pod. Good. I said, what do you want? You know, I said my co-host of Lost America podcast. Good. And I, I was aware of that. So I was trying not to send any photos that were too, um, like, uh, I didn't like send you any in a professional photos. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause Randy's like, oh, there's a great family photo of the pancakes. And I'm like, I'm not sending like, yeah, the cardigan shot. Uh, <laughs> you with so, a tennis racket. And then she's like, well, asking me, she's like, wants a picture where the dog's looking more like morbid. I was like, well, I'm not, I, I I don't take pictures of her during the fireworks. Like I'm not making her suffer. You know, like, so I could do that tomorrow if you want. Like but. with pancakes making a frowny face. Yeah. Like a dog's don't make a frowny face. They actually, you know, what I've learned is that dogs, at least pancakes, she makes like when she's super anxious, she makes like, it's like a grin. It's like a stupid grin that won't go away. Like that's like, they're just confused. They're like freaking out, but they're grinning. So people don't know. Do- Look, I'm, there's a lot of bigger, I said this in general, so I'm sure we'll get cut, but I said, there's much bigger problems in the world. I'm aware of that, but the, but if you care about animals at all, I don't see how it's like, it's not just my dog. Every dog in New York City and in Oakland or wherever you're telling me they are is suffering right now it's every single night. So if you care about animals, you care about animals. I care about animals. Sue me. Make all me right. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I'll sue <laughs> maybe you we'll get, and for oh, caring I put, about animals. Yeah, I hope to get some hate mail out of it. That would be great. We will definitely get hate mail. Listen, Kev, everyone, you know, we've had so many people on this pod who they get their pod, they leave the pod and they get on uh, whatever, Jimmy Fallon show or Saturday Night Live, what have you, Daily Show. Finally, about time you got some bump at it. We got a bump out of this. Yes, exactly. And the pod bump works for you. You're in the New York Post tomorrow. By the time people are listening to this, if you're listening to this on Tuesday or any day after, check the New York Post right now. And you can see Kaplan whining about his dog. Can, All right. And one other thing, can I say, if you're listening to this podcast and you hate it or love it, either way, if you want to leave, if you hate the story or love the story, leave a review in the iTunes. All right. And give us like, uh, give us five stars and tell me I'm a terrible person. Exactly. As long as you get five stars, you can say whatever you want. Because we, it, I was going to say, we got one iTunes review recently uh, and I want to mention it. Then oh, we got read a five the review. Star. Read the review. Yeah. And then it's we'll just get from this girl, a five star review. And it's from this girl, Irish girl. And she just says, love this so much. I'm currently lost in America. And this pod is getting me through the quarantine. Oh, so that's, that's great. a great What's her name? Give her a shout out. Irish girl is her name. That's her name a- is Irish girl. <laughs> oh, the oh. well lady. The well lady is, the, is her, is her um, screen name in iTunes. So oh. the well lady, thank you very much. We need our fans out there. If you're not going to sign up for our Patreon page, the least you could do, give us a five star review. The least you could do is give us $5 and sign up for that- the Patreon <laughs> The second Both. least, <laughs> second least, is just give us a review. Speaking of that, we have forty nine Patreon subscribers. Kaplan and I, uh, just just us, no guests. We do this uh, t- every week, Tuesday through Friday, four extra shows a week, half hour each. Just Kaplan and I, keeping you up to date on the news, everything that's going on in the world, coronavirus and such. Cap, should we get to Jeremy Carrigan? Um, yes. Let's let's zoom him in. Zoom him in. All right, we're back with Jeremy Carrigan. Welcome to the show, man. Great to be here, Turner. Great to be here, Cap. How are you? Yeah. Carrigan American. Carrigan. Look at that American. background. For those of you wa- for those of you only listening, we also yeah. have this show on YouTube. The interview portion yeah. of every week is now on YouTube, and I encourage you to go watch it. Yeah, you got to see this one. You can see Jeremy <laughs> with the fantastic background with the Carrigan American. Is this? Do you have this? Like, are you doing a lot of interviews these days? I, well, you know, this I did this one because of uh, a monologue that I did a while ago about um, the death of President James Garfield. So it was just an, <laughs> it was a little <laughs> good monologue topic. Uh, it, was a, it was a it was a bizarre death the way the way that man died. How did it happen? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> well, his doctors killed him. <laughs> he, he was shot by a guy, a guy named Charles Guiteau, but the bullet wouldn't have killed him. Uh, and so, you know, this guy, Doctor Bliss. And that's his first name, Doctor. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Bliss. He Dr. comes in, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll fix him up. No time to wash my hands. 
<laughs> like, you know, so he, you know, they start looking for the bullet. They can't find it. They, they jab him full of, uh, you know, they jab him with these metal prods, stab his liver. They try they call Alexander Graham Bell in with his metal detector. And if he's on a metal bed with metal springs, that doesn't help. It just, it just doesn't work well. Shove, they shove uh, yogurt up his ass to feed him. <laughs> and those are the days. And of course, you know, you know, Bliss gets paid like 500,000 bucks for the trouble. Uh, Garfield's dead. And uh, he gets to publish this book about how I fed yogurt up to presidents. This you know, is died why of the you know, Ka- died of infection. Kaplan yeah. and I do like a pre-show meeting every time to be like and where do we think where do we want to, how do we want this interview to go, this gotta go? Yeah. do not go up james garfield's ass we didn't come with, up with that with carrick and rose my bingo card we're always like we can plan a couple questions but this is gonna go anywhere yeah <laughs> didn't expect uh, garfield so but you do a youtube history like a, ch- a youtube channel right where you do history lessons every once in a while like this one yeah this was just a yeah this was a, a monologue that i wrote years ago for a theater here in uh in baltimore and i decided to try to do it myself because i was learning a video editing program oh. and i'd tape it and put it together so yeah well i want to start here we the last time we saw you in person was early march you told us that we're like, Hey, how you doing? We came, we hung out with you and we're like, how's, how you doing? And you're like, Oh, I'm okay now, but I'm just getting over a sickness. Mm. Well, this might've been late February, actually. I think it was February. Yeah. We saw you. February. Yeah. And come to find out months later that that sickness we think was coronavirus, right? It was, yeah, it was COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was, uh, you know, after what in, in April or May, uh, I tested, for the antibodies. And that was the only time I was really sick. So like four days of, uh, you know, fever. And that was it. It was not serious at all. So, and when was lucky. that in January, February, uh, February, February is what it was. So, yeah. Okay. So before, I mean, like, I think as of on record, early February on record, there was zero cases in New York city at that time. Yep. Holy yep. So, cow. Patient zero. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if patient zero, but I would, I think I got it at JFK. I went to Nicaragua and, you know, I was sick for about four days in Nicaragua. So, uh, late January, early February. And, and then, did you spread it to Nicaragua? Do we know? Did you tra- <laughs> do any tracing after the fact? Do we- I didn't talk to many people down there cause I was sick. I was like, I didn't want to get whatever it was. I didn't want to get anybody sick. So, um, I probably got people sick on the plane, but I wasn't. That's how it's, spread. it's amazing. You think about it like early on when nobody knows any, this even exists and you're going, you're running off to Nicaragua. Yeah. And super well, spreader, that's the whole right? reason why yeah. it spread, you know, like the SARS in two, was it 2003? It just, the reason why it didn't spread or one of the reasons why it didn't spread so much is because people just didn't travel around as much, especially Chinese people right. at that point. Right. They weren't right. as mobile. Right. And now they're well, saying it's also that this was a, this has a long, that has a longer latency period. So who knows? It was like, like five, six days latency. I had to pick up a friend from the airport and then, you know, or exactly five days after I got back from the airport. So yeah. Yeah. Who knows? And um, what was it? You said having it was not a big deal for you in your case. It felt like less bad than the flu for me. Uh, It felt like the flu, but just not quite as bad. Like when I've had the flu, I've been out for a week. Uh, This was like three or four days of about 101 fever. So everything hurt, but it wasn't, you know, I was never in danger. Cough? Did you have like a bad cough or anything? Didn't even have a cough. Ah. Nothing. So got up and, you know, after the fever, uh, walked around, had some sort of intestinal trouble, but then it was fine. Maybe you had the European one that Cuomo <laughs> likes to talk about. <laughs> yeah, the European mutation, exactly. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, early, uh, that's an early mutation, though. I think he did the real deal, well, the Wuhan version. We have another... Uh, might have had the Wuhan version, yeah. We have another friend who got it, and sim- almost he had it early March, but almost the exact same story as you. He said it was almost... It was three days for him of sick, yep. kind of sick, and he he wouldn't have even thought he had it, except that his girlfriend got tested and she had tested positive. They both like kind of got sick and then yep. had it. So since that time, so you found out in what, I guess, May. So, so then you would have had the antibodies from February yeah. until, yeah. and are you still, like we were saying before you came on that you have been going and getting, I don't know, what donating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been giving blood because there's, you know, early on I was a bit of a supporter of the uh, convalescent plasma pro- uh, project. Plasma. And, uh, yeah, it's called the convalescent plasma project. Uh, uh, a an Italian doctor who study who is the head of a lab here in Baltimore, uh, Arturo Casadevall, uh, he has this whole project. It, it's it works like a um, 
uh, it's kind of like a vaccine. It's just, you know, get it, giving people more of the same antibodies to get them used to the, uh, uh, you know, if they're, if they're getting really sick, it just allows them to fight off the, uh, fight off the disease faster and better. So it helps if people have the antibodies, they can go to the Red Cross and give, uh, you know, a couple, a unit or two of their blood every 28 days and you'll help save some lives. So they Hopefully give it to as many people. The, I'm sorry. Hopefully as many of the people I killed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Come on. You, didn't, you don't kill anybody you know of. It's like having kids. You don't, you don't, like you don't know about kids. it. That's right. It's like all the children I've had in other ports. Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did you get a test? Because my uncle did the same thing here in New York. He was an early, earlier, not as early as you, but he had it in early March. And he's... I know he went and they did like a test to see if he was a candidate for the plasma. Like not everybody who has the antibodies is a candidate, right? You have to get like a score or something or well, this is again, one of these things that the, the, you know, uh, the, the FDA or the CDC, whoever is, or the NIH or whoever's sponsoring these tests, the protocols don't allow people to register for, uh, certain for the official, um, for the official, uh, double blinded experiments unless you had first uh, a, a test for the active infection and then the antibodies. I didn't even know I had the infection, so that was impossible. So that's, I, I'm, not, I'm not able to be part of that particular um, convalescent plasma project experiment. But the American Red Cross doesn't care if you've had uh, an active infection test, just as long as you test positive for the immunoglobulins. So Ooh, did you just go get the antibody test because you're like, oh, you kind of put the pieces together? Like, oh, maybe that's what that was in February? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to know, every, everybody was starting to go like, oh, you got to wear a mask to go around. You shouldn't go out ever. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I wonder if I'm even still susceptible. Uh, and I wonder if I could volunteer for things. And that's what I did. So I was just my primary care provider was offering it. And I said, okay, I'll try it. All right. A couple more questions on this before we move on to this uh, superpower you now have. <laughs> of, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, what about, do they tell you, do they give you any information that we might not know about? Like, mm. do, does it actually work giving people the antibodies? I'm pregnant. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. Say pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What they, you know, they don't, there's been no confirmation that you are immune if you have these antibodies. However, if it's like previous coronaviruses, you should be for at least a season. Uh, however, you know, they haven't had any time, effort or money to put into the you know, double blinded studies to confirm this. But they just imagine you're probably likely to be immune. But I mean, like uh, the people so, you're donating to, it's actually it's helping oh, them for sure. I, we don't I know yet. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. You don't get like a. You don't get a Hitler. letter from them. Like a. Like you saved my life. <laughs> Thank you, kind sir. No, I'll be your friend forever now. Blood no, buddy, they don't tell you who I saved. <laughs> yeah, they tell you that every unit uh, you should be able to. You know, you may save as many as three people with that. That's amazing. Or, it's like planting a tree in Israel. You know, you got to exactly. see a picture of it or something. <laughs> Just, or for all I know, the orderly is carrying the bottle like trips and it falls. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> you never made it there. <laughs> well, this is a great um, I know there's no there's no Christmas here, but uh, there's a great holiday uh, gift to people. It's like I've donated plasma <laughs> in, in your, your name. That's next year's this, trendy <laughs> That's the nope. best. Of, I've done it in your Last name. Last year it was urine. This is terrific. <laughs> that's better than the human fund. Yeah, that's a great idea for next year. <laughs> Did you know, did you, when you took the antibody test though, like the years are still early on. So you, there was positive. Cause I know there's a lot of people are confused about which ones are accurate. Do you know which ones are the most accurate or way to I do it? Or took, you know, I asked them, uh, at my PCP, which ones they, they, they had, they used, um, Johns Hopkins proprietary one, which tests three different, uh, immunoglobulin factors, IgA, M and, uh, what G, and they all came back positive. So that's just a very much more likely positive. So if one of them comes back, it might be a false positive. Well, Johns Hopkins, that sounds like a good place to get it checked that's out. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, my, I, I know people that are going down to the strip mall <laughs> and they're going, hey, there's this place next to Kinko's. And they, <laughs> In the mall. they get it. Yeah, it's great. 60% great. works, but, you know. Well, well this is something called... It. Yeah, well, sure, exactly. <laughs> well, you got it now. Um, <laughs> the um, there's three, you know, uh, these 
three immunoglobulins that you can get. They test it. What's called an ELISA, uh, and that's the that's the test is the blood based test. The um, what the immunoglobulin serum assay is what the ISA stands for. So. So it seems to work. It's great. And then, yeah. so you don't, when was the last time you gave um, plasma? College, I think. Oh, I mean, know? I mean, in this, in this scenario, like, <laughs> oh, in this year. Before I, okay. Just uh, about a week ago. And they call me back <laughs> immediately. It's like, we tested it again. You got more. And I'm like, okay. You still, so you still it got it is what I'm saying. You still got it. Yeah. Amazing. You, got it. you didn't lose because it burns off after a few months to some people, right? They say you can lose. It's the- possible to burn off. Yeah. But we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, because you lose influenza, uh, you know, in immunity over the seasons, either your immunoglobulins wear off or um, the, the virus is mutated enough that your blood can't recognize it. So. Okay, well, I was listening to some the Harvard, the guy who's like the head of the CDC for Harvard or whatever you want to call that. <laughs> right? That's two different things, but okay. okay. Whatever the Harvard's version. Harvard doesn't have their own CDC. Infectious <laughs> disease specialist. Head of their own CIA. <laughs> epidemiology, I guess, at Harvard. Is Listen, the guess. CDC is currently inept, so I think Harvard's invented <laughs> their cares? own. Um, he was saying that he thinks into the year he was for a uh, for vaccine? a vaccine. Yeah, he thinks we'll have one. Well, he thinks we'll have three to four to pick from by the end of the year. Mm. So all you have to do is get your as long as your antibodies hold on through through December, you're good. I guess what? so. That's really all I need. Are yeah. they going to do that? Have he told you? I mean, how do you? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think anyone knows. You know, um, what does the know, CDC have- guy at Johns Hopkins say? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, if again, if it's like other coronaviruses, it lasts it lasts a year or so, maybe a couple more. We've had coronaviruses before. This is just the that's just the shape of the virus itself. Right? Like a rhinovirus is a different shape of the protein code. Hmm. So you so you so it was your plan just to kind of keep going once a month and seeing if it still works. Yeah, like seeing how the bingo well, my plan numbers was just to kill, go and give them as much blood as they want to take. You know, I mean. You've made a lot of sins over the years. It's not, it's how you repay them. Exactly. This is my little monthly Yom Kippur. Now, do you get, cause I had friends who used to give plasma in college for, uh, you know, rent. And, uh, <laughs> do you get paid for this or is this, uh, you're doing this for free? I was like, yeah, while well, I was here, you want any semen? They're like, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't, this isn't for money. There are places that will pay you for it. Um, I'm doing okay money wise. So I don't really feel like I, I'm down to that level. I got to sell fluids. Well, what, what's uh, up with Broadway? Speaking of, are they, uh, <laughs> I killed it, I guess. <laughs> are they, cause comedy is obviously dead. Are you in my same, I mean, is, is Broadway in my same group or what? All theater in the, you know, the Western, you know, hemisphere is, is gone for a while. Uh, I was planning on going to see Leopold Stadham in London. Uh, and then this happened um, and I was planning, I was going to try to meet Tom Stoppard. I emailed him and he said, well, yeah, let's try to get together. And then, you know, pandemic happened. So always something great. with Tom Stoppard. He always gets out of, <laughs> he always makes promises. <laughs> Not a real an excuse, has an Tom. excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Tom starter would be the way the guy who would get yeah, right. things done, but Tom Stopper. Uh, yeah. I tried to, you know, so yeah, all of, all of Broadway's dead until at least uh, they think for the end of the year, but they, the official stopping point and uh, starting point is potentially Labor Day, but I can't imagine they'll be. I mean, are, are they waiting on a vaccine? I don't know if they're waiting on a vaccine, but they're waiting on, look, Broadway's pro- profit margins are so astronomically low regardless. So they need full houses for it to get anywhere. And if everyone's afraid to go there, so uh, I don't know what, you know, they. Yeah. Well, house might not be allowed. So. Yeah. And all the actors have to be, feel safe. All the audience members have to feel safe. That's going to be difficult. Yeah. But the Carrican plays, don't you, you're batting a thousand, aren't you? On uh, making, making (laughs) money for Broadway. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But if, if Trump last one did great. If Trump can't sell at Oklahoma, I don't know. Karakin's a great playwright, but I don't know. Broadway's a little harder to sell out, so yeah. But uh, yeah, told, yeah. I can't make it in Tulsa. Who knows? So, yeah, yeah, nothing in Tulsa. Boy, he got. Uh, he didn't have Harry Potter. That's his problem. <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah. Although he did have all these K-pop teens, you know, 
buy seats. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Buying the seats isn't the problem. It's the get, going to the seats. That's where you. Yeah. Right. They didn't. Well, he got all these people, all these, um, you know, middle school activists got all these tickets and just to not show up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Um, yeah. What is the, I've been hearing this term K-pop teen. Is Are these Korean kids? Like in all seriousness, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I wasn't sure. I right? think it's just kids, American kids who are fans of K-pop. Is that what, what it is means? K- wait, wait, what is K-pop? I don't even know what that means. It's Korean. Korean yeah, Korean popular pop. Popular music. Yeah, Korean oh, pop. Yeah. It's like, you know, the Korean pop stars. It's like a group of like six six girls that dance, like the Spice Girls, but of Korea. Are they political, the Korean pop stars? Like, why would those, no, that demographic? That's why I'm guy confused. That Gangnam Style has some <laughs> political thing going. I don't know. What was his name? I forget his name. Asai. Are they PS? Are they fans of Rocket Man? I don't. I'm really confused by this. Also. Well, that's why it's just no, it's just the type of pop music in Korea. But all of a sudden, they are calling these kids K-pop kids, and so yeah, I don't. You guys aren't those. I don't know. You're man. not the experts. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I thought Karakin. He's an expert on a lot of things. You finally found <laughs> something he's not an expert on. Stumped Karakin. Stumped Karakin. The K-pop. Get you know when it comes phones. to yeah, when it comes to music of the Korean Peninsula. <laughs> Holding my <laughs> there's for expertise. Holding my expertise. You, mean, I gotta you say, weren't sorry. a uh, you didn't do t- you didn't you weren't stationed over there at any point in your life. No, no. <laughs> but I do know uh, the guy who's Dennis Rodman's translator uh, <laughs> while he's in Korea. <laughs> Why is he not on the pod? Let's get. I don't know. Up. I got to get him. He's actually a libertarian too. A guy named oh, Jason Dennis Rodman's translator. He's a um. Is yeah, he he's like a he's a geneticist at Columbia Medicine. Oh, Turner. There you go. He's there like the, go, head yeah. of the CDC there. <laughs> <laughs> the CDC. <laughs> and he's also the translator for Dennis for Korea Dennis Robin and Yeah, he's right. he goes over to Pyongyang all the time with them to like do these peace talks. Amazing. So and he's also a he's also a, a tuba player and a a uh, an Abraham Lincoln impersonator professional. Love this guy. This guy's got this guy's like lived a full life, I gotta say. We gotta, <laughs> you said uh, it. Joe is the strangest human being you've ever you've ever met. <laughs> So it looks like, yeah, comedy clubs are now starting to try to reopen, which is bizarrely in the incorrect move, like wildly wrong as a move. Yeah. But certain ones like Arizona in Dallas, the worst places to open too. the worst spot of oh, Florida. They're starting to do comedy shows in South Florida right now. Well, James tried to do something at stand up New York a couple weeks ago and got shut down by the cops and they were like outside and they were completely uh, like six feet apart. And, uh, but still the cops shut him down. James, uh, Altucher. Is that what you're yeah, Altucher. Oh, <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Well, they didn't have, I mean, it was illegal. It was not allowed to do, I think. Right. <laughs> <They> just, <laughs> you guys need to be rioting. So, you know, <laughs> it was stage one. I mean, phase one or whatever New York's in right now. Right. Right. We're in phase, phase two. One. Today was the day we didn't even announce that at the opening. Happy phase oh. two, everybody. I know, but comedy's in phase four, like comedy clubs are phase four, as yeah. I would imagine Broadway is as well. It's entertainment. Which is, isn't that the name of a smart ant horror movie? Here's the problem is that every state has its own phase system and uh, whatever it is in Maryland is not like in Virginia. There's only two phases in New York. There's four and they all mean different things. Open and closed. <laughs> there needs to be like a national phase. Like we all know what at least that means. And that means, and that means, right. That might mean some, you know, federal leadership. And that mm. seems a little, that's, that's above. We can't expect that federal leadership. What are we, uh, where do you, leadership here? Uh, Jeremy, where do you, where do you land as a libertarian on all this, uh, like f- shelter in place and all this kind of stuff? I, 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 well, I think shelter in place has been not terribly effective. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. <sighs> Gee, this is a, this is a tough one. What comes to epidemi with epidemiology, I'm not so much of a libertarian when it comes to like, you know, because every single one of us has like 50 guns shooting off, you know, <laughs> simultaneously. Right. That's it's an exception know, little, to our logic on a lot yeah, of things, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, I, you know, if, if a shelter in place order is really necessary, it's like last resort, but it might have been necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. You know, don't you think I kind of think the problem is they should have like gone even farther in the beginning, like. They, they should have done it enough. earlier, earlier and stronger. And then because it's psychology, people aren't libertarians, but they are in some ways, everybody. And so if you start giving releasing things earlier, like a little bit more. So we got we would have gotten back to what we just did after like three weeks. Then people would have liked it better. Could have lasted longer. You know, 
Or, like you know, if, only, we, if we'd known we could have tried to protect the, uh, you know, nursing Elderly. homes more. Yeah. We could you know, so it's all sorts of things that we, we would have, we could don't but. blame Cuomo for that. Not his fault. <laughs> We're big fans here. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> no, no, no. Say whatever you, the jury is still out on governor Cuomo. <laughs> we, how do we, how do we, I just, we don't, I don't know if we could have done anything about it. We just, everybody lives so close together in New York city. I don't know if we can blame him or not. Well, he was but. making fun of the virus uh, in, on like March 23rd which was very late about a month after or at least two weeks after March 13th, every, I think you mean. Yeah. But yeah. no, March 20, as I was fleeing New York city, I was turning on the TV and he was like, out in California. They want to shelter in place. What does that even mean? We'll never do that. And then two days right. later, he's New York's on pause. It, it didn't, pause. it never it sheltered. Exactly. It's a nicer, it never sheltered in place. In place. What, yeah. what is it down in Baltimore? We are in, you're in Baltimore now. I mean, yeah, Baltimore County, which is slightly more free than Baltimore city. Mm. Uh, you know, we, everything is open, but the restaurants. So, and, but you got to socially distance, uh, or wear a mask. So you can't outdoor dine. You can outdoor dine now, oh. which yeah, is, that I mean, was like, you, cause I mean, you have the antibody. So you like, I guess this is my, uh, yes, let's you get can do anything, this. but yeah, I guess to say it this way, it's like, do you feel this weird pressure of like, I'll wear a mask so people don't look down on me even when I'm like, I don't need it. Or That's do you just, what do you do? Basically why I wear clothes to begin with. <laughs> I just don't want any uncomfortable conversations. So right. if I want to put on a mask just to make everybody feel better, I mean, that's why I wore a tie for however long I did. So like, whatever, just don't, don't, don't yell at me. That's all I care about. You almost should get a t-shirt that says I have the antibodies. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Right. Not not quite like a star. That's a little sensitive, but like something, some sort of like a star bellied snitch, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of patch or like a picture or something. Well, it's like, it, it's informative as, as well. Let's, um, you know, waiters, waitresses know they can come up to your table. They don't have to worry. You can speak Chesney. for the table almost like yep. you can be the person they come to you. If you're, cause you're, your family thing, have it. You can complain uh, for the yeah, table. My, my, my wife had it and my daughter, I, we oh. think had it. We didn't oh. have her tested. Oh man. So, so. you're, you're a family of superheroes. That's right. That's, well, I can't quite, you know, what, one of the things I did not predict is when we went to these things, we went to these uh, restaurants that are just opening up now, menus have gone away and they've been replaced by those little QR codes that you scan and you look on your phone to see what they have to order. Yeah. Oh. And I thought, hey, this is great. I, I wish they do this. All. I hope maybe this will go away all the time now. I can tell you that that's, that was going on in China probably 10 years, maybe not 10 years ago, but at least the last couple of years I was there, which meaning like 2013, 14, 15, 16, um, a lot. Of, and that's also how you pay at a lot of bars and restaurants in China. Oh, I love that. Is you scan your QR code and it links to your bank account, you know, whatever the mm. app would be for your bank. And like then the power up. Yeah. Uh, and then that's put, you want to buy a beer, like at our comedy club that we, in 2015, we had this system where you could pay by scanning, scanning your to get a beer at the well, bar. I, I love the near field communication, the RFID thing, the Apple pay that, that just, I, I love doing that. I just, cause I, I'll, I'm going to lose my keys. I'm going to lose my wallet. I'm going to lose my phone. But if I have one of these, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say you feel pretty cool doing it too. It feels like the novelty of, of just paying for some, like people would come get a beer just so they could test it out. You know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Pretty good. Yeah. You just scan the beer? Like, how does it? No, no, no. There's a, the menu has has that like oh. square oh, okay. kind of, I guess that's a QR code, right? The, squ yeah. the square. So you put your phone up to the thing, the QR code, and then it downloads the what you can order onto your phone. No, you, uh, the, each each menu item has, I think, or each price would have a different QR code maybe. Is that, that might be the yeah. way you did it. And then you scan whatever price your drink was and it the money comes out of your bank account into the club's bank account. And then, oh, and then, and then you get I the beer. Know. They just give it to I'm you. I'm old fashioned. Yeah. I like to argue about the charge, all these things that I enjoy. <laughs> I like to peruse. Do they have like in Europe where there's like, oh, you ever go to a fancy restaurant and women are given a menu that doesn't have prices? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> they're the guests. Well, I love that I don't, you know, now you don't, you know, especially in New York, uh, well, my, my Mandarin's terrible. If I were in China, I could order without having to tell them what it is yes. that I wanted. Yeah. Oh, that's, so that's a, uh, in New York uh, with all the different people with the accents, I don't have to tell them they get it. And it's, you it's to talk to people. 
Yeah, they exactly. I don't have to talk to him. Now, can we talk about this, uh, where we were with you in early March? Because this was fascinating to me. This whole right. in February, I, this yeah. is like a or in February. This is a world that I didn't know existed, which is almost the way what you were. OK, you'd written this play, right? You'd written a new play. You need to test. Stop me if I'm wrong, but it felt like you need to test it out. And I can, and then this is a way to almost like, almost like how I workshop material on stage. If you've written a play, you can't do the workshopping. Is that, is that the way, is that was the purpose of that? We did do a reading. Yeah. We did do a reading at, uh, uh, at, uh, you know, gorgeous house. Some fancy Uh, house. Yeah. That was really something. Yeah. We had, we did a reading just for me to look for cuts and stuff and put it before some producers and, uh, yeah, and we got I got to see it and make some changes, and we're, I'm still working on it. But it's and yeah. you had excellent little hot dogs, some spread. This house had well, that was <laughs> well. So what this I is, had no idea it was what a life. Be that fancy. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I really I'm never going to have past hors d'oeuvres again. So or for a while. So you're right. That That's was our last eat. our last hurrah of eating hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> divorce. <laughs> was you this get divorced? You got divorced, Randy, and get married again. Oh, there's be weddings again. <laughs> oh I mean, God. Yeah. <laughs> so just to explain to the listener what this was, it was. Uh, you written the play, you need, you're doing a reading of it and you have five or six act, four or five actors and they're on a stage, but almost like sitting. And then they would stand up one by one. They were reading it. Half it was a reading. Acting, it's a stage reading. It's a reading. Yeah. Turner's never seen a reading before. I don't know if most You've people have seen ever reading. seen a reading before. Yeah. And this is in front of like 50 schmoozy Kaplan and I kept uh, talking yeah. about how this was like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. This is a place where Larry David would be. Like we'll a, screw something right. up, a yeah. fancy event where people are watching a play reading at someone's house. Right. One of his friends. Yeah. His house was yeah, amazing. This would happen like at, at uh, Ted Danson's house or something. <laughs> we're, all, we're all going over to watch this play reading. And yeah. are so you making notes in the back of the room? This is my question to yep. you. Okay. So half of the reason why you're doing this is so you can kind of see how it's read and be like, oh, that didn't hit like I thought it would, or we need to change that move. Yeah. Imagine it's like an open mic. I have yeah, just, you want to hear, do you, you know, like it's a, the pressure was on us to laugh at the right points, not to laugh to, for the sake of laughter. Like you want honest laughter. So that was great. That was very helpful. We were helping. Right. Sure. Exactly. I just want to know what's working and what's not, especially works. It especially works well if, um, it especially, excuse me, one moment. No problem. Uh, oh, anyways, there's a huge thunderstorm here coming here. That's why. All right. So the question was, why you, the first reading you'd ever been to? Ever. He's, yeah. He's Where would I go? I'm no socialite. I'm no <laughs> Manhattan. Uh, I mean, I've only been to screenplay readings. I've never been to a play in a house like this. This was, I'm uh, a this dir- above my norm too. Jeremy, I'm a dirty stand-up comedian. I'm not, right. I don't, I'm not in the high society, Robert De Niro world that <laughs> Kaplan lives in, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, actually, oddly enough, the, the first table read of that play, uh, my, my brother-in-law comes along and goes, Oh, I'd like to see what that's like. He's from India. And um, that's thunder in the background. Um, wow. So he's from India. And he goes, oh, that was the, the first play and it was, I'd ever seen. He goes, oh, he was like, oh, it was your first play reading. I was like, no, that was the first play I'd ever seen ever. Because <laughs> yeah. I never saw a play in high school. And he said, no, never. Like, <laughs> no interest. No, not very cultured. <laughs> yeah. No, just like, in, in India, it was just like you study and you go home and you eat and you study again. Well, that's the so same. There's not a lot of plays running through Suzhou, China. You know, you when I, I told him that's what a play is. Don't tell him that that was the, that there's more to it. You know, we don't wear <laughs> costumes or anything. You just sit and read a, read the script. You don't have to memorize your lines. Easy. Right. And then eventually came to see, uh, you know, Lifespan of a Fact on Broadway. And that was his first play in public. Fantastic play. Love. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And, and what's good. going on now? Is this play on hold because of the corona or is it like, do you I have guess plans? As good as mine. We got a few theaters that want to want to do it starting in the fall. We had a lot of theaters do it last year before uh, civilization died. But uh, now that. Um, You're talking about Lifespan now, of a Fact or the new the new play we came to watch? Uh, lifespan. Yeah. Lifespan. So it was uh, everywhere. Then, it was in Singapore for a while, right? Cause we have listeners around the world. So yes, yeah. the Singapore production apparently was really good. I couldn't get to that. Uh, that was right while Corona was happening, but Singapore handled it pretty well. Oh, so uh, it spread. And, it was helping spread. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Unfortunately, because it gets a lot of laughter. Time. Don't you're, worry. Ver- Don't worry, Jeremy. No one listens to this show, so you're not going <laughs> to, this won't be <laughs> no, quoted. It's a compliment anywhere. because your, your stuff's very funny. And more it's people viral laughing, the more it's going to spread. So. 
Right. Yeah. You, if you wrote boring stuff, it wouldn't be a problem. Right. Aren't you glad you came back to this podcast? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> now you're making me feel even more guilty. No. I'm like I'm a, like typhoid Mary. A compliment. <laughs> Highest compliment I could call if you Typhoid Mori. Uh, people. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, the Singapore people were really good. They want to do what I think in London. Uh, it would, that was a huge hit there. Uh, we had it in Heidelberg, Germany. Um, uh, it's going to be in Chicago this um, uh, this autumn. So it's it's that's it, that's still got a life, I guess. If if we if we haven't blown up the world by then, we'll be good. December, just hang. That's what the CDC of Harvard says. Hang on till December and we'll be back. All right. Uh, Jeremy, anything we missed it? Cap, did I miss anything here? Well, I wanted to ask Jeremy a real quick question. Cause you know, people looking at this on our YouTube might not believe this, but you and I met in CrossFit. That's right. <laughs> and I, and, and I explained the story to Turner on the air the other day about how CrossFit sort of got canceled. I'm looking for a new cult. Where do you, where do you, have you, do you still do CrossFit or what are your stance on the I, whole? I don't think anybody has CrossFit right now. I think it's, uh, I don't know. I am just trying to swim and bike as much as possible. Uh, am I allowed to go back? You think, or should I just never do it again? I don't want to, I don't want to be I think maybe canceled. do bar. Could you do bar? Oh, or bar. Tonga yoga. What's the new thing? <laughs> Orange theory. Do we know if they're leaders though? I've, I want to make sure none of their leaders are contra- say anything stupid. Like I need to look into them first. I don't want to get really into Ashtanga yoga. And then the person says something about poor you know, Greg Glassman. Like- <laughs> the, the poor guy just told the truth about how he feels. I'm sorry. Oh, big mistake in today's climate. Do not tell the you truth about how that. you feel. Do you run it by your PR, your publicist. If you're making, if you're in a business. Don't Turns out, up. you know, he's, I, we knew he was weird, but we didn't yeah. think he'd be that weird. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thanks man. Yeah. This is you're fun. very welcome. This fun was fun. I'm up. glad I've done this. I hear Let the, us know uh, if you're back to New York. Yes. I will do. And I hear the thunder hitting you. So I think uh, in Virginia, I'm about, I'm about 30 minutes away from that hitting me. So yeah. And, uh, All right. Well, good luck on the, whatever this, this nor'easter is. All right. All right. Have a good one, Jeremy. Take it easy. Tell long. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kaplan. Let's get to the news. Play the music. Jeremy Kerrigan for doing the podcast. I'm glad he's healthy, by the way. We should have said that to him, to to his face. Yeah, I think but. he was he was a little he was a little hurt that I think we showed such lack of passion, compassion. Not a lot of <laughs> compassion out of us on that episode. You don't get I, it. Not, it's not a compassionate pod. Not our, it's not we our just thing. interested not in the facts. It's not our we're fault. Just, we're we're journalists. We can't show. We once you let show compassion, you let your guard down. Yes, yes. I think is that the rule? I'm not sure. Uh, First news story of the week. Anyway, shout out to him. Thank you. And uh, his play's fantastic. If you get a chance to see Lifespan of Effect anywhere in the world, go check it out. First story yeah, of the and week. Hopefully, and hopefully that play that I don't even know the name. We didn't really talk about the plot, but it was hilarious. The one with the that we saw the reading of about the Assyrian king was much like, it was like a spoof a little bit on modern times and Trump and everything. It was hilarious. I hope it. It gets going once this is all over. I hope it does up. as well because I yeah. think it's uh, that's going to be the next big one. All right. Then, yeah. First news story of the week comes to us from Adrian Wojnarowski. A Woj bomb. A Woj bomb. <laughs> Portland Trailblazers forward Trevor Ariza is opting out of participating in the NBA's Orlando restart of the season. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what all those words mean combined into one sentence, the NBA is coming back. They've announced in uh, late July in yeah. Orlando, everyone, all the NBA players, all the teams are flying to Orlando. They're all going to live at the Disney grounds, the Disney campus, whatever you might call it, the Disney resort and living in hotels, playing in two, I don't know. It's one, two, three gyms. And they're going to have the entire season without fans at these gyms. Now they're going to finish the last like ten, eight games of the season. And I'm sorry. The yes, playoffs. there's yeah. eight. They're going to do eight more regular season games and then they're going to do the playoffs, but it's going to last two or three months. All right there in Orlando. I mean, if you make it to the very end, you have to stay there two to three months. Now, some of the players have complained about this and the league decided, well, if the players don't want to come, they don't have to come. I think no penalty, right? They don't, they don't get a, uh, there is a, a fine, I think there's a small salary penalty. I'm not sure, but it's not big. Yeah, mostly. Well, it, 
I'm not sure exactly, but he's, uh, what would you do? Would you, well, he's the first, this this is news because this came out 27 minutes ago while breaking it on the pod here. He's the first person I know of in the NBA who said, I'm definitely not going also big news for me because he was on the Sacramento Kings up until a month before the lockdown and we traded him and uh, good thing we did because now he's just quitting on his team. So Vladi makes moves. He plays chess when everyone's playing checkers. He understood. He knew that if we got to this point, I mean, I can understand why he'd be upset because when they said Disneyland World, as someone who's been there, when they said this was the idea, they were deciding between Disney World and Vegas. So if it was Vegas, I guarantee you they're all going. Kaplan, I'm going. I would go if it was Six Flags. Yeah, well, I want there to be more roller coasters. My whole problem, I'm not going. If it's Disney, I'm not going. Here's why. They don't. Listen, there's this big buildup. Ooh, you get to Disney. Ooh, you get to Disney. It's going to be great. And you get there. What is it really? It's it's Splash Mountain, which is one drop. It, and then it's uh, Space Mountain. It's all mountain. Space Mountain, which you just go around in circles. There's no loop-diddy-loops on Space well, Mountain. Everything else is the teacups. You're sitting around. But you go out to a Six Flags, a Great Adventure, a Great America, one of these places. You get 15, 20 different roller coasters. So I would say well, I'm only going if it's at a, ro- a real right. roller Well, I think course. I don't know if they're going to get to use the rides. I think that what really happened here is well, these definitely players. out. Trevor Reza did, you know, he started doing research when they were saying it. He starts looking at the hotels. And if you've been, I've been Disney World. They have all these theme hotels. They have an animal kingdom. You have a hotel where you go outside and there's like giraffes at your, at your balcony. We stayed in one of those. They have a art event. They have a hotel that's like you have cars themed room, the movie cars and little mermaid and all this stuff. Like you get Lion King beds, you get everything's. So he's probably looking at this and saying like, we're going to get some cool hotel. I'll bring the family. It'll be a, It'll be a great vacation. And then what did they do? The NBA went with like the ritziest, most boring hotels in the area. It's no fun. Oh, they got they, boring. They didn't even get those hotels. They, they got the nice, like the Grand Floridian or something. It's just like oh. it's like one of the it's like the families that are the rich families who go to Disney World who aren't fun, who don't care about yeah, oh, the kids like the, off. the Hilton Hilton Resort, whatever, something like that. Yeah, and they will have like Mickey's at brunch in those places. Like if you're into that, but I don't know if the NBA players get to have brunch with Mickey. Here's I don't know my question. To- what adults are really, I mean, I know my wife used to, yeah, used to work at Disney. So I got to be careful here. Cause she's really into it. But are there a lot of NBA players who are just upset? Are they, what are they going to be doing? Wearing the bonnet, wearing the Mickey ears when they're playing and sitting on this bench, you know, is it that, is that, is it that big of a deal to go to Disney for these guys? No, it's not. And I think, I mean, they're going to, it's going to be an interesting thing because these guys are going to like the, the rules are so crazy. They have this whole like 200 pages of health violation. Like where the guys are, they got to get nose swabbed every day. They got to yeah, get a needle these special stuck rings that can tell you if you have coronavirus three days in advance. And they're, they're not allowed to play doubles ping pong, which is one of the favorite highlights, that, which is hilarious. Cause they're going to be playing basketball together, but they can't play doubles ping pong. That is ridiculous. And, and the cards games are going to be late. These late night cards games. These guys are all inspired. They all were watching the last dance. They all are going to be wanting to gamble of more than ever. So these late night cards games are going to be epic, but like, they're not allowed to share the decks. They have to, they're going to give them like hundreds and hundreds of decks. So they don't, pretty wild it's it's gonna be a disaster i i think we all agree now that florida is becoming a disaster that this is well they're doing this in the new epicenter it's like saying we're gonna restart the league let's do it in wuhan yeah they it seemed like a great idea two months ago when florida was writing stories about how they dodged the bullet but whoops (laughs) whoops all right next story of the week with zoo this comes to us from shanghai kaplan the shanghaiist our friends over there with the zoo closed with zoo closed to visitors Pandas finally bang after 10 years of trying. How about that, Cap? So this is the uh, Hong Kong. Oh, this is down in Hong Kong. Ocean Park, which is one of the famous uh, zoo, famous parks out there. They've had these zoos. I mean, they've had these pandas. They've been trying to get them banged for 10 years. They won't do it. They won't do it. They won't do it. Finally, everybody leaves. And what happens? They get busy. How do they know they got busy? Because one got pregnant? Well, they probably have security cameras or something. Oh, so was it a? I, it, so they were trying to. You think they they thought they were like, oh, this guy's gay, this panda. Yeah, this probably. Guy. Turns out they're just he's shy. He's like, yeah, not everyone's a voyeur. He's like, not a, you know, it's not an for exhibitionist. Not, not everyone's an exhibitionist. An exhibitionist. Exactly. They're not into that. Yeah, they want a little. He's up with the pressure. Exactly. 
So they got I some can... time to themselves. So maybe that's what it should be. Maybe if you want to bring the, you know, the pandas are endangered as last time I checked. If you want to bring them back, you put them in that place where they're on their own. You don't put them with thousands of mouth breathers sitting around throwing and, popsicles down at them. And, and little do these, these poor pandas know that every school in, in the world is distance learning. One of the, one of the real go-tos of these teachers who don't really want to, want to, want to pack it in one day and don't really feel like giving them any work to do. They give them a virtual field trip and they just pick a zoo. That's oh really? My my kids have gotten multiple virtual field trips to the San Diego Zoo. They can't, every zoo in the country they've gotten. So uh, these kids, these pandas have no idea that every uh, six and seven and eight year old in the world is watching them on these cameras and uh, getting an education. So they gotta. <laughs> that's the irony. So they gotta but, keep uh, banging. That's it. They gotta teach them. <laughs> gotta <laughs> learn them. Catlin. Now I know. Now I understand some of the questions I've been getting. They've been in the other room. I, I don't know why Ruby's like, why these pandas are wrestling? What's going on? They're, they don't seem like they're fighting. I don't know. They're watching pandas bang. <laughs> there you go. America's youth. Yeah. I'm going to put that. We got it. You know, we'll, we'll get to this next week, but Ruby graduates kindergarten tomorrow virtually. And I'm sure when she has to give a speech, I'm sure that'll come up. So. Kaplan, they're by day. These kids are watching pandas bang by night. They're listening to uh, uh, hooligans set off fireworks throughout their neighborhood. It's a hell of a life. They're growing up. They're growing up fast. This, growing this up city kids grow up. City, fast. Real city kids. <laughs> real city kids. Cap, that's the podcast. Yeah. I speaking of city kids and everything. I've got to run. Sorry to cut it short. A little. I got, I'm going to today. We phase two they opened up barbershops and i made an appointment like the, a week before i made an appointment so i'm i'm going me and teddy are going right now to cut our jufros off check out the, the youtube today to see what i look like before because i'm gonna look i'm gonna clean it up for next week how about so that I got, haircut cap. I got a haircut cap i'm off before they shut it down again all right thank you to jeremy kerrigan cap from uh what should we do we uh it's about time i get lost get lost